What's up, everyone? Welcome to this week's episode of Gen X Moms Take on the Bachelor. We are Lisa and Susan, two friends and moms who have a shared love of all things Bachelor and Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise and Bachelor Winter Games, you name it. <laughs> Whether it's a quiet guilty pleasure or you own your love of The Bachelor like we do, we're excited to have you join us and recap this week's headlines and our thoughts on Fantasy Suite Week in Mexico. P.S. That opening made me want to go on vacation. Music, the beach. Yes, I'm. I'm right there with you. I know. Soon enough, winter break. Uh, also, there were parts of this episode that made me feel like I was watching a soap opera. I couldn't figure out if it was bad acting or cheesy lines, but I was actually kind of grossed out, particularly on Brandon's date. What was your all overall episode impression? Nauseous. Nauseous. <laughs> Nauseous. Yes. Did you feel like you were watching a love story or a soap opera? Well, at different parts of the episode, it was more love story-y than his date. He yeah. definitely was soap opera -y. I mean, those lines, the the seriousness, his earnestness. His, I, don't, I don't even know what to describe. It. I know, you know. It felt like it was coming from a good place, but it was just so over the top ridiculous. So we'll talk more about that. So, But before we get into the show, there is some fun stuff going on in Bachelor Nation this week. What are some of the headlines you saw? Um, well, the big headline of the week was Dale Moss. Do you remember him? Of course. <laughs> Claire left the world of being a bachelorette to be with Dale, her love of her life. Yes. And it didn't work out. And so it well. didn't work out. And then they were back together and then it didn't work out again. Yeah. If I recall. Anyway, Dale um, has snagged a leading role in a rom-com, like a real rom-com, not just his own life is a rom-com, um, called Love Game Match. And there was a really funny side note to this. Claire posted somewhere on social media, kind of a little snarky comment. Did you see that? No. It said, I got a firsthand look at his acting. <laughs> oh, please. I have to tell you, I did watch the trailer for it. And it was better than I expected. I was ready to be a little disappointed. But he <laughs> plays a tennis instructor. And I guess there are some students at uh, school who build some sort of like matchmaking app or some experience and they didn't match but they started dating outside of it and he actually looked like a real actor so i'm curious to watch it i happen to be a huge rom-com fan like hallmark movies the whole nine yards so i'm probably not a great judge of good acting skills <laughs> however although that being said i'm you know disappointed in brandon's either acting skills or real soap opera <laughs> you know ishness we'll have to check that out yes ma'am um, next up is Wells, and I believe we talked about this. Wells really, he wanted the hosting job. He did. I saw an interview with him. Yes. He was really disappointed. And frankly, so many of us and his fans wanted that for him, too. Yes, he would be great. I mean, Jesse Palmer might be fine, but we all were kind of rooting for Wells. You know, the Bachelor in Paradise host position is still open. And I think he'd be perfect for that. I think so too. I remember we talked about the fact that he was a little more serious than we wanted. Like, yes. don't take yourself so seriously or the job so seriously. You don't have to be a Chris Harrison. Be a Wells. You know, exactly. we talked about he's on social media. He's hilarious. He has such a great sense of humor and a really silly side. So I'd love great. to see that come out in a hosting gig was trying to be something that was that maybe isn't well, as he kind of was thrown into a bad position if you recall so he got to host just for a short time bachelor in paradise and that was right when ivan 
got caught in the scandal at the hotel. Right, he, right. So he had to like sit down with Ivan and have this serious discussion with him. I know, anyway. but he was around. So we'll see what happens. We'll see. But I, I really hope he gets an opportunity to. I think he's got a big fan base and that would keep people watching because I know we lost a lot of people after Chris Harrison left. We did. And I think a lot of people like Wells. <clears throat> You're correct. All right. Also, uh, we've talked about Colton. <laughs> Every week we talk yeah. about Colton. So Colton's in the news again because he lied. Um, well, he did a lot of lying, actually. So apparently he lied about his time in the fantasy suite with Tasha, And not about what you think. He lied about what he was wearing. He, t- he said that he was wearing sweatpants and a sweatshirt. And Tasha said... Absolutely not. It was hot as the Dickens. They had to open the window to open the doors to get air flowing. It was super hot. It was all he could do to wear boxers. He was absolutely not wearing um, all those clothes. And so she was kind of annoyed that he would try to make the. Yeah. So two things on that. It was one. Did you just say hot as the Dickens? Because I love that very much. (laughs) And two, I think she was insulted. Like, don't give me a pity party. Yeah. Because maybe we didn't have the fantasy suite that you would expect, but don't make me seem like you were trying to make me feel better. Like it just exactly. was pretty disappointing. I did see her comments on that. So that was his first lie. His second lie was he said no one but Chris Harrison had reached out to him after he came out. And several people have come out, several people from Bachelor Nation have come out and said, that's absolutely not true. Yeah, I did contact the um, contact Colton. One of them was Ben Higgins. He said, not only did he contact him, he sent him a book about being gay and Christian. And Nick Vile said he reached out and a bunch of other guys have said that they, so I don't understand. What was the point of that? Was he trying to have a pity party for himself? I guess so. I don't understand the point of that. Huh? Um, so that's that. And just as another little tidbit I heard this week, remember Pardeep? From this season. We love Pardeep. Um, I heard it in an interview with Pardeep, and he was really interesting. He's super smart. Great guy. Um, He said, we didn't realize, but he's the first Indian American to get a rose on The Bachelor. Oh, that's awesome. In 20 years. so Or 20 seasons. Seriously? 20 20 seasons. So he really feels some responsibility because he is a role model in in some way. Okay. So let's dive into the show. First off, I want Caitlin's job. Actually, Caitlin and Tasha's job. You get to travel to cool places. My husband and I were talking about this because we watch Amazing Race and Survivor. And I know you're a big Survivor fan. Like Jeff Probst. These guys have the best jobs to get to travel around the world and just, you know, have a couple of conversations with people and say things like the tribe has spoken and then you're done. And then you get to enjoy your vacation. I think so. Jeff Probst works a little harder than that. But he Caitlin does. and Tasha do not. You're right. That's a good point. He does work harder than that. He's got a lot to facilitate. <laughs> For sure. I think he's a producer also. Oh, he probably is. Anyways, so you see Caitlin and Michelle walking on the beach And she talks about Brandon and asks if there's any concerns. And Michelle says, no. No. Why would there be concerns? I was thinking that, you know, I guess in what, in what perspective are you looking at concerns? Do you have any concerns that he's into you? Or do you have any concerns about your feelings about him? Because I feel like every time Michelle talks about Brandon, it's always in the context of how he feels about her. And that she's safe and he's there for her and he loves her and he expresses his feelings. So it's just interesting to say no, meaning she has no second guessing or any thoughts. I think you and I, and perhaps a good part of the viewing public have concerns about Brandon, Brandon, but I don't think she sees that. 
Maybe, but I don't know. We always talk about how she looks at the others differently than she looks at him. Then she asked about Joe. She talked about the fact that they have a lot in common. You know, it's her slice of home. So they have things in common that nobody else can really understand. Basketball. So the overnight, she's looking to make sure that things progress. She felt like they're in a good place. I think she referred to it at one point later in the show as Joe is a, a thousand piece puzzle. Mm-hmm. Right. I love that. that I have cute. the end pieces. Most of the middle pieces just looking for a few last ones. Well, he's definitely more reserved. She under, she says he's more reserved. and But they understand each other. And then that whole slice of home thing, which she said about 18 times. Yes. Um, but no one else gets except they get. So, yeah, true. And then Nate caught her eye right away, which we knew with the first impression, Rose. He has so much depth and grew up in a household that didn't say I love you. So it will be a challenge for him to feel or say those types of things. Although it was nice to see that he actually did. So once again, I think she's just concerned about having stronger feelings for him or maybe that he's not ready. And it was interesting. I don't know if you heard Caitlin say this, but she said, pay attention to those things. I wish I did a little bit more. What did you think of that? I wrote that down. I thought that was a great comment. And I thought, I hope Michelle does pay attention to that. Yeah, because sometimes when you're in the moment, you know, mm-hmm. you want something so badly that you kind of grasp at straws and anything they say to sort of validate what you think you want to hear. Correct. Um, and, versus being able to take a step back. Yeah. yeah. And I thought that was great that she made that comment. I thought Chris Harrison would have never been able to say anything like that. Right. Because he doesn't have the same experience of his own season. So I thought it was great advice. Did she take it? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> we can talk about that later. Right, exactly. So then you see the guys awkwardly sitting there. <laughs> yes. I thought about this so many times during the show. I guess they have to sit there and wait for a date card. I don't remember seeing that in the past. Well, I actually did a little research about this, and they didn't used to do that. You were in your own spot. You had your own suite or whatever in the resort. And obviously the whole resort was rented out. I mean, to them, there's no one in that resort except for bachelor people. And why they had to be stuck in that little room, all three of them was crazy, but obviously they think it's going to produce some kind of drama, I guess. Yeah. And it, brought a little bit of drama, I guess. It was uncomfortable and awkward. I mean, That's there were a few were comments made, but like not enough to make it worth it. No. You know what I'm saying? I just don't think that was nice. Although, uh, yeah, I did write down, there's a huge property. It was the Conrad Punta Mita, which is beautiful oh. and makes me want to go there. But yeah, they have this whole property all of themselves. And then if you remember them. in Peter's season, Madison, I think I forgot all the girls' names, but yeah. Madison and whoever won that season, they were together and they were fighting and they didn't. Get is that along. Hannah Ann? Yes, Hannah Ann. So I think that's, they think they thought, we'll put them all together and then, you know, sparks will fly. And there were enough sparks that they've been doing it ever since. All right. So Joe's interview, they they went from being bros to foes. You always want to say bros to hoes, but bros to foes <laughs> because they're all competing for the same girl, uh, which is true. So, yeah, it just built on the whole awkwardness. I don't know. So Tasha comes and talks to the guys. And if you're lucky enough for Michelle to give you the fantasy suite card, I remember in my season, it was nice to have the cameras off and really dive in. I was like, oh, wow. What do you mean by that, girl? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. So the first date card was Brandon. Yes. Didn't he get the first hometown, too? I don't remember. He did. Yeah. Yes. So first date is Brandon. And this becomes a big issue that the guys discuss over and over, especially Brandon, the placement of where they are in the date. Yeah, the strategy. Right. And Brandon thinks by him getting this first date that he's won. 
he's decided that is the premier spot and he's won. So he's thrilled. He says that later. What did you think about that? Like the placement in your view, because Nate later had said, I'd rather be in third place. Like she's so comfortable with our connection right. that, you know, she goes and has her other dates and then she can be with who she wants. What do you, do you think there's I, any strategy to that? I don't know really if there's strategy, but I do agree with Nate. I would think the last spot would be the best spot. She's good. Most clearly remembers you and speaking of clearly remembers you how far apart are these dates they really seem like they were back to back to back like they were because brandon came back from his date and said it's really weird like i spent the night with her last night i was in bed with her this morning and now she's going on a date with joe I, that's that, that was i i thought it was a little more spread out in the past <laughs> at least they implied there was a day yeah i think it's really weird that they would go back to back to back. You'd think she'd need time to decompress. Definitely would be um, optimal, <laughs> I would think. Yeah, you would think so. I don't know, that's super awkward. I mean, she's gotta be exhausted. I mean, can you imagine going? It takes a lot of energy no. to go on these dates and be really on. And by the way, I'm sure they're not sleeping, right? So, I mean, whether they're talking or doing whatever it is that they're doing, She's got to be exhausted. How do you be on for the next guy? Unless it's editing and they make it look like that when they're sitting in that awkward room. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, one guy comes back and then the other guy says, all right, good to hear. And then he's like, I got to go get ready for my date. He doesn't say right. I got to get ready for my date tomorrow. It's right. Really weird. Know. But her energy was good. So I guess that works for everybody. Good for her. Yep. <laughs> all right. So... Um, she goes to meet him. So she had a little bit of a baby voice and she was excited to see him. She was. I don't know why, but she definitely was. She <laughs> likes Brandon. She jumped in his arms, you know, that jump thing that they, she does. Oh, yeah. And put her legs around him. And this was the first time uh, for him leaving the country. And this, I guess, was a day of first because this was his first horseback riding as well. He'd never even been near a horse before. It was a big day for Brandon. <laughs> big day for um, our little boy, Brandon. <laughs> this was the date was going to elevate their relationship. That's what he said. That was one of the least nauseating things he said. I um, know, exactly. That's so funny. So I know people think that horseback riding dates are romantic. I do not. Like, maybe it's because I love horses. I think they're beautiful, but I'm not super interested in riding them. John and I had a horseback riding I mean, it wasn't a date because we were dating a long time. So I guess it could be a date, but it was like painful and uncomfortable and a little scary for me. I just don't get it. Do you enjoy the horseback riding on your dates with your husband, Susan? <laughs> um, I can't even remember the last time I went horseback riding and I don't think I ever went on a date. So, um, but it was the most romantic date ever. According to Brandon, he's the, he said, I'm the luckiest man in the world. Uh, among other so, uh, ridiculous things oh um, so many ridiculous things he was like i'm a cowboy for show i'm like all right dude <laughs> yes if he he had a lot of cowboy things yeehaw and all kinds of things yeah he he's yeah. like a he's like a junior high student to me i can't believe she takes him seriously i agree and sometimes i feel like she looks at him or talks to him like a student even though i know she feels like she has a connection with him but she was saying you know brandon rolled up in his jordan sneakers on the bed and i wasn't sure about him he was a smooth talker and it only took two conversations and i knew he was the real deal i could see him being my best friend and here he is like we'd be a good cowboy duo you know <laughs> talking like <laughs> but 
I don't know. I was kind of thrown up. I don't get it. I don't see it. I don't get it. I mean, yeah, fine. He can be your best friend, but I don't see anything other than that. But she does. She thinks that they have a great spark. Uh, So some of the things he was saying, things like, I want to be with you all night and I want to hold you or I want to hold you all night. I was throwing up in my mouth. I'm like, this is the most (laughs) cliche date ever. And I know you're supposed to be watching their love story and we should be ooing and eyeing and it just looks so sweet. But all in all, it looked like a soap opera. Like, I'm like, this is bad acting. I'm watching General Hospital or All My Children. Like, it's terrible. Oh, they're they're written, they're written better than Brandon's lines, for sure. That's probably true. You know what he reminds me of? You know, when you see those couples walking around the mall or somewhere, and the guy has his arm around the girl, and it just looks like an uncomfortable way to walk. It's almost possessive, but I know he thinks he's yeah. being sweet or like promenading like we did in square dancing when we were younger. Did you ever do square dancing class? Yes. Jim? Yeah. I, I, he definitely has some sort of inferiority complex. If you ask me, I mean, he remember when he said sometimes he was worried that he wasn't good enough for her. And yeah, she assured him and said, "There's no question that you are." But I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if he's good enough for her. I see yeah, him. I'm not sure he is. I mean, he, listen, he's a great guy. I don't want to take away from the fact that he does seem like a really good and genuine guy. But I just feel like if you're on a date or a million dates and you have to listen to those cheesy lines, at some point you have to be, or maybe the whole time you have to be like, oh my God, I would just be grossed out and give me my space. You know, he's the guy, I know there's previews for next week where her mom says to someone that they would be very jealous, or maybe she says it to her. I think that's him. It does seem like it was him. I mean, I agree. I think it's him. Um, so I don't know if we said this, but he says that uh, he just would like to rip out. He could just rip out his heart now, throw it on the table and do what you want with it. It only beats for you at this point. Ew. says that? But yet, however, um, Michelle sees him as soulmate material. And on top of that, there's this incredible spark. So I don't know. She likes the lines. I just think Brandon, he's, he, he acts so young. He is, he's just young. He hasn't been in a lot of relationships. I think he thinks this is how he's supposed to woo her. Well, that's what I was wondering. Like what kind of romantic comedies or soap operas or things was he watching when he was younger that inspired him to act like this? You don't just come up with it. You must be like, oh, wow, this is what romance is. It's these types of things. He even said things like, you know, he's sick of keeping it in. He's in love with her. He's sick of keeping it in. He'll always put her first and take he, until he takes his last breath, he will put her first. I'm like, I would want to take off running. But she There's, seemed to think, oh, she yeah. said, I don't want to take off running. Right. That's she actually time. says that. She like <laughs> that, I guess. Then they have their romantic night, right? Um, with yep. the fireworks. And the fireworks go off and the other guys, Nate and Joe, are close enough that they see the fireworks and realize the fireworks are for um, Michelle and Brandon. And the awkward. Thing, very awkward. The interesting thing about that is uh, Nate, for the first time, seems to grasp that the girl he's dating is also dating someone else. And for the very first time, he's a little distraught by it. 
Yeah, I mean, which is probably good, right? There has to be some right. element of jealousy at that point because if there's fireworks and you know, you know, there's hot tub and champagne, and those fireworks are for a reason, you have to know other things are happening. It's not just a date; like this is an overnight date. Exactly. So, so he know. finally gets with the program. He's not quite as laid back as before, right? Which is good. You need to see a little bit of that. So cut to the next scene in the morning. They're saying all the right things, but she looks so uncomfortable. They're laying in the bed. And again, going back to that, we're in a mall and I have my arm around you. It looked a little bit robotic in the bed. It looked uncomfortable. And but they were saying the right thing. She even said, I don't think anybody could have responded better. You know, you, you speak when you need to speak. You listen when you needed to listen. You know, all these things. And then, of course, he walks in with breakfast and she acts like he made it for her, which he just grabbed the tray and walked into the room. You know, right. then they have a food fight, which felt like the only natural thing of the state. I was grossed out by the whole They thing. are good friends, definitely. And that's what friends might do is have a food fight. It was not yeah. the ro most romantic, if you ask me. I don't know. I mean, I think he thought he was oozing romance, dripping in romance with all those lines. I just don't know how she didn't go running or whatever. I don't know. It's disgusting. <laughs> all right. So enough with that date. We're both grossed out enough. So they cut back to the guys, super awkward. And they're all laughing because they realize how awkward it is sitting in that room together, waiting for the next date card. And Joe even said, um, someone went on a date with your girlfriend and they spent the night together. So weird. <laughs> Right. So Joe gets his date card. Then they go and they meet with this beautiful place on a mountain. She jumps on him. Minnesota Joe in Mexico. I love when she says things like oh, that. Yes. So he planned the picnic, but they have to zip line to get it there, which is another first. It's his first time zip Yes. And it was looked like a very fun date. And Joe seemed to kind of come out of his shell. He was weakly yelling as he was going, as he was zip lining down the mountain. It was cute. He was <laughs> weekly yelling. That's what it was because, you know, yes, he seemed to open up. I think the producers probably prompted him to be like more vocal on the zip line. He's like, which, you know, is my <laughs> favorite thing. And then when he was screaming, he was like, ah, what is that? <laughs> it was kind of pathetic. Was that your attempt to like sound excited? They both thought he was opening up. She pointed I out that she liked this side of him. She kind did. He was saying size. things like, go, Michelle, you got this. I was like, she's fine, but okay. Um, but yeah, but he did. She liked his goofy side. Yep. But he was definitely more talkative and more extroverted than we have seen in all these prior weeks. He really is sort of coming out of his shell, I would say. I know, which is good. I mean, he's always going to be reserved. Um, but I loved that there was the horses on this date. Like, again, were they the same? Were those the same horses? Yes, <laughs> it was the same horses. Like, all right, is one going to walk away like Brandon's did? But my favorite part of that is when he told the horse to sit. What? <laughs> well, maybe animals are not his thing. But he was very sweet. He seemed to like them. Yes. Sit. I don't think he knows I, much about horses. Good horse. That was hysterical. <laughs> it was cute. But they're getting cute. along great. Yeah, they had a really nice date. And again, this is what she said. He's a thousand piece puzzle and I like puzzles. I've got all the end pieces, most of the middle, and I'm searching for the last few pieces. So this was his opportunity to put all of those pieces in place. Um, but they had a nice conversation, you know, talked about how he got into real estate to really build a foundation for family and be an inspiration 
to others. He did say, you know, many people are lost after their sport and they don't know what to do. And then he started talking about how he wanted to change the world. So what is that? What was that? <laughs> did I miss something? What does that mean? Well, I don't know exactly how he was going to change the world through real estate, but he wanted to be a nice role model to people who had been in athletics and then left and could make something of themselves. I think he used his tools that he learned while doing his sport to come together or meet with people. I mean, I don't know what he okay. thought he took from his sports that are helping him in his life, but I think that's what he was saying. Well, that's good. Well, you know, she also said, I want a life that's impactful. And Joe had responded, you know, we'd be a powerful couple together. So the next morning she wakes up with Joe. This is what I expected to see with Brandon. You know, like yes. they were kissing and affectionate. You know, she looked so awkward with Brandon where she was really leaning in with Joe and they were affectionate. I just thought it was so different. Whereas, you know, Brandon was like living on Hallmark movies like me to learn his moves. Joe, it just felt very natural. Yeah. So it was interesting, that, though. She said something like, I'll get breakfast next time. And he right. said, we'll get next time. Right. That was very interesting in light of what we know happens at the end. She really was into him. It was he was complimentary. They're kissing each other. They really seem to be getting along great. And it was a very sexier, much sexier morning, uh, the two of them in bed, I thought, than her Agreed. with Brandon. Much more of a connection. Yeah, she said in 24 hours, Joe has changed everything. So she said she had clarity, which is exciting and terrifying, and it makes her decision even harder than it already was. I know. And and she also said, I want, she said to Joe, I want you to know, I meant what I said, um, where my feeling and where my feelings are at and how strongly I'm feeling about you. She mentions waking up next to him and that she could get used to it. Why? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why she so, would say and not keep him. I agree. <laughs> I so is she giving him mixed signals or did she really believe in that moment when she said she had clarity because if you say you have clarity, does that mean I now have clarity that I don't want to be with this person? Because if you have that kind of clarity, then what she was saying, that is not the things you should be saying to someone. I was just going to say, she might have had that clarity, but why would you say that out loud? You can just say it to yourself. Clearly, right. as we go into discuss Nate, she has a very special relationship with Nate. She was clearly taking him as the, one of the final two. So the question was Joe or Brandon. And I felt like when she said that, it was clear to me she was taking Joe as the second person. Yeah, so. I thought the same thing. So maybe what Brandon said to her later changed her mind or maybe, I don't know, time and distance from that moment. Really weird. Yes. So, all right. So then we get to the Nate date, um, which <laughs> Nate said like, feeling good, living better. I'm like, all right, what is that? Well, Brandon was saying he didn't think Nate was ready. Um, which big shock comes from jealousy. So then Nate gets on the date and surprise, it's another boat date. So there's a catamaran and she's coming toward him and she yells, I miss you. And then he's in that damn orange bathing suit again. I'm like, come on. <laughs> now, now they're doing it to be funny because I don't understand. Like what are the production costs at stake here? They couldn't buy him a new swimsuit? I, I mean, I guess they only, you know, have a makeover and wardrobe change for the lead. I guess he was responsible for himself and figured, how many boat dates can I possibly go on? I probably only need one bathing suit. Surprise. It's really and the odd. interesting thing about that boat date, if you recall, is they were 
like literally touching each other almost the entire time. They were stuck to each other on that boat. Compare that with Brandon when they're on the horses and Brandon's horse is walking away. There were points where they were holding hands and points where they were kissing on the Brandon date. I felt like there was a little bit of that, but it didn't feel the same to your point. Like I felt like I was watching Nate and Michelle falling in love where during the Brandon date, I was cringing the whole time. It was a completely different vibe, at least to those of us watching for sure. Yes. And she said things like that. Like, you know, I feel how you're supposed to feel when you're with your soulmate, your favorite person. This is magical. I've never had a feeling like when I kiss Nate. So clearly she needs more from him. She's all in on him. She needs him to say that he loves her. And if she doesn't hear it, she'll be heartbroken is what she said. Yes. So I'm curious. I was curious to see what was going to happen. So then they have dinner together and she she feels that there's a lot of pressure tonight, right? She had had that conversation with his stepfather, Charles, last week, if you recall. And Charles yeah. did not think that Nate was really ready for getting married. Um, so she sits down with him and she says, what does she say? Are she goes, do you have anything pressing you want to talk oh, yeah. about? He's like, no, I'm good. I mean, I don't remember exactly. <laughs> I was like, what? She had all this I can't even imagine. Um, yes. So they sit down to dinner and then he says, oh yeah, oh yeah. And they certainly talked about it. They discussed that conversation and I felt like it got dismissed very quickly. He had, I don't know if he had all the right answers because he really felt that way or just what he was thought he needed to say. What do you think? Yeah, no, I agree. Because originally, you know, he said his mom and stepdad had asked him a lot of questions and he said he didn't really have the answers, but that's life though. I'm like, hold on, dude. Like that is not the right answer, <laughs> right? Like here's, you know, he's, he did say, I'm having feelings for you that I haven't felt before. And she had said, falling in love is one thing. Being in love is another thing. Then the engagement is that whole other thing. And he said, he's ready for all three. So did he immediately remember what Tasha had said, like say everything you need to say, because you don't know if that's going to be the last opportunity was he really feeling it? Because he went from one second saying, I don't have all the answers to all of a sudden, like, I'm in love with you. I want all of this. I want to marry you. Weird, right? It was really weird. But whatever he said was appeased her. She said, any, uh, Michelle said, any fears or doubts I had the other night have now been resolved. So that was the end of that. I, mean, I know. I was that- a little worried about that, to be honest. I was worried because is he, she wants, she was like grasping at straws, like any validation he can give me. She's so in that she'll take anything that she was desperate for it. So right. he was telling her what she wanted to hear, but was he really sincere about it? Or does he know? Cause he has never had these feelings before. So he doesn't know what love is versus lust versus like I'm on vacation and this is the most beautiful romantic, you know, right. moment of my life. Does well, he or, or, or I'm on TV and this is what I should say. And I want right. to win. And it is a competition and he does seem like the type that wants to win. Totally. I feel like this is Goldilocks, right? So you've got one that comes on too strong, Brandon. You've got one who's like a little too timid in Joe. And then this one feels just right. Uh, My concern about him is I feel like he'd be too nonchalant about things, like which would be annoying if you're trying to have a conversation. He'd be like, what? It's all cool. Don't worry about it. And she'd be like, no, no. Like we really need a serious conversation. I also can't see him running out to the 
drugstore and picking up diapers in the middle of the night. I just can't, I can't picture him ready. Yeah, to I kind of down. agree. He's not, maybe he's not ready to settle down. Whereas Joe, I feel like would, and Brandon would be like jumping up and down. Where are the keys? I'm going to go get him. I'll be right back. I love you. Oh my God. I just want to hold you when I get back. You know. Oh. Exactly. Every night is a fantasy suite. <laughs> if if I heard him say, "I just want to hold you one more time," I seriously was gonna throw my shoe at the TV. <laughs> I can't handle it. Rose. Anyway, oh, oh, all right. She so, and Nate are in love with each other. Um, maybe they are. Maybe they aren't. Who knows? But Nate said last night was one of the most special nights I've had. He's in love. She's in love with him. And then a mariachi band played, and they lived happily ever. <laughs> perfect perfect mexican date that was actually really cute yes so the whole time this date is going on uh, this date and joe's date i thought that brandon was just spiraling out of control he looks yeah. so, so jealous he could not uh take it anymore so it was interesting they kept cutting back and forth to the guys and the guys yep. were losing it um but yeah, i did think you know of all the stupid things brandon said i actually did agree with him on this one point he said, if, uh, it, I'm paraphrasing, if Nate is so uncare, like he didn't seem to care that these uh, other dates were happening, how in, how invested is he in this relationship? If he really was into Michelle, I think he would have been a little, he should, he just would be a normal reaction to be a little more jealous. You don't have to be quite as jealous as clearly Brandon was, but. It just... Well, he did have those moments, like we talked about before, where he did say like, oh, wait a minute, you know, hadn't thought yeah. about this before, but she is out on dates. So I think there was a little bit more. Yeah, that's true. He, was, he may not have been showing it, you know, he's, he's kind of yeah, close to that's that, true. that stuff. So we shall right. see. So next up is the rose ceremony. And of course, Michelle looks absolutely ravishing. No, Don't no surprise me. there. And uh, the three guys come in and it seems like it's about to start. And then Brandon, who kind of looks like he's going to throw up, walks up to Michelle and says, um, I need to, can I talk to you for a few minutes? So they, she says, yes. So they go out and they have this conversation and he says one silly line after the next, if you ask me. Oh, it was gross. I put you first. What, what did he say? I put you first. He said, he's reminding her that you know, he always puts her first. He wants to make sure the woman he loves is okay. Blah, blah, blah. She seemed a yeah. little confused. Did, like looking at her face she seemed more conflicted than what i expected she was crying which i wasn't quite sure why she was crying what do you think she was crying i think i thought she seemed conflicted i mean that was i don't know like did she want to keep him did she feel bad leaving you know i don't really know but know. that was my take on it well nate nate was nate was very annoyed if you recall he was annoyed no. that he had you know, derailed the rose ceremony. And um, Joe was confused. Well, I was not so annoyed, but I definitely was confused. But Brandon oh, had all these stupid lines. At the end of it, he said, as long as she follows her heart, that's all I truly care about. Right. What he really meant was, <laughs> if she follows her heart and it's me, then I'm happy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, um, so she stops crying. The rose ceremony goes on. And uh, the first rose goes to Nate. No surprise. Yeah. And the second rose goes to Brandon. Lisa, what did you so think did of that? I think that was a change. Did So did she change her mind at the last minute? What do you think? I cannot believe that that cheesy 
line, those cheesy lines that he gave her caused her to change her mind. But she does, I don't know. Maybe she, or, I really, really think she's going to pick Nate. So did it matter? Maybe she felt like, well, he's going to be so heartbroken and Joe will take it better. I'll just take Brandon. But I, I think maybe it doesn't matter. She's gonna be great. I know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm curious if it was a last minute change or she was always going to get rid of Joe. I guess we'll never know. I mean, unless somebody confesses in on after the final rose. But, you know, the other thing is that Brandon is safe. So she knows if she brings him, she has a guaranteed person like she would break his heart. He would never break hers. Maybe she was questioning Joe. So if she knew that it was Nate, maybe just in case Nate rejected her, she'd have a nice backup. I don't know. Joe just stood there stoically and then she walked him out and um, she said, I still feel that I'm, I'm still falling in love with you. I didn't mean to break your heart. I was so sad about that. She said, I know how much you pushed yourself to open up. Yeah, I didn't want to break your heart. I was really sad. And then he said, as much as it hurts, he thanked her for pushing him to be vulnerable. I thought it was a very classic, classy exit. But then yeah. he was crying and she was crying. He was totally in shock. Like he didn't see that coming at all. You know, he said he really thought she was his person and really wondered what Brandon said to her, you know? Yes. He didn't so, say that though in the limo. As he was driving away, he was very. Yeah. Upset. I think he really was in shock. I was. I was in shock actually. I, I was. So I'm really sad for him. I'm hoping it's one of those that after the final row, she's like, "I made the wrong decision. I really want to be with you." And then when he said at the end, he's like, "I just want to go home." I'm like, "Oh, you poor schmoo." Oh, that was so sweet. I know. Well, next week, if you recall, they said we'll have a shocking conclusion you've never, you would never expect. So who knows what might happen? Yeah. Does she go home alone? Although I don't know. I feel like every scenario has happened unless Joe comes back, proposes to her, and then they go away together because that's been attempted, but never done. But I don't think that's true. I really believe she's going to end up with Nate, but what do I know? Maybe they don't get engaged. Maybe they just decide to date. Well, well, would that qualify as shocking? Not to me, but maybe <laughs> that's what they're going on. I mean, nothing <laughs> shocks anymore, Susan. Right, right, right. Nate, she does say, Nate does say he's madly in love with her, and it's terrifying. So I don't know. I don't know. Well, we'll have to wait and see. Very exciting. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We have one episode left to recap. Really excited to see the shocking exit. So please join us for next week. And thanks so much for listening. And we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye-bye.